Hey everybody, welcome to the John D Podcast. I'm your host, John D. Miller. Welcome to episode number 18, Dieche Ocho in the Espanol language. That's right, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages. Uh, <laughs> episode number 18, back in the Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studios. Check it out on Facebook, L-I-Z-Z-A-R-D, uh, separate word, Mill Arts and Crafts Studios. Yes, it's my wife's company, and uh, we're. Uh, I, I gave her exclusive naming rights to the studio, you know, just like it's, uh, you know, FedEx Field or uh, Capital One Arena or American Air, you know, anything like that. So she has a Lizard Mill Arts and Crafts Studios. I told, I was telling Liz the other day that I was like, look, you know, Little Caesars calls me, and sorry, it's going to be Little Caesars Arts and Crafts Studios. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Thank you for tuning in. Want to say everybody thanks for some of the comments got from the last episode. Um, hold on, I, oh, where's my glasses? I got to put some old age on my face. There we go. Here we go. Yeah, it's uh, it's football Sunday, September twenty sixth, twenty twenty. My son has a has a little play date going on, and uh, my wife is is hanging out with uh, with her mom, and they're hanging out outside chilling. And I've been trying to get this episode out to you guys for a while, so here it is. We're going to talk about some stuff. All right, let's talk about last episode. Somebody responded because last episode I talked about uh, rich big game hunters and uh, how I don't like them, and I I still don't. And this person said that, you know, if it's going to help, if it's going to help take care of these animals on this reserve and they, they, the money that they make, no. I, I, I don't even want, well, Kat, Kathleen. <sighs> Look, once again, this is the problem with these big games. So that, I know they take an older animal or one that has health problems and they take, but you, you really, you're that fucking rich. You're just going to go out and. Here you go. Here's $60,000. They take it to the animal, and then you just shoot it in the face. Mm -mm. I don't agree with it, so um, no. Uh-uh. I, I, I just don't. And I had more to say about that, but I, I think I'm just going to leave it right there. Because, look, you know, you're not doing it. Just, if you're that freaking rich, just give them the money. And then just go look at the animals. Just go look at them. Why you gotta why you gotta be shooting things? You know? It's not like you're hunting a deer or an elk or something like that. I can respect that. But you're you're being led to a, a an old elephant. And you're just, Yes, I would like to pay fifty thousand dollars to kill that thing. And then you just get a picture with it. Fuck you. Uh-uh. Uh somebody to bring up from the last episode that I did mention. I was talking about voting. Talking about how voting is a I said civil, and I said it twice. I went back and listened to it. The person's absolutely right, uh, uh, Brian. Absolutely correct. I did. I did say civil, not civic. Um, so I didn't mean to. I misspoke. It was just a, you know, misnomer. But it is everybody's civic duty to vote, not their civil duty. Civil's, you know. So, all right. So here's the deal between civic versus civil. I don't know they were having a battle or war, but uh, all right. So civic is an adjective which describes an object or person as having to do with a city or town, 
or that the object was recreated or came from a city or town. It specifically has to do with the government of a city or the duties involved with running a city. So if you're going to be part of a government that is running as a citizen, citizen, then, yeah, it is your civic duty to go and vote. And it's the same thing. It's, a, you know, people who bitch about, you know, who's in office or who's doing what. Did you vote? No? Well, then shut shut up. Just shut up. But civil is an adjective describing an object or a person relating to citizenship or a citizen, i.e. a member of the community. Well, that's weird. Hold on. Yeah, so it's just civil. Okay. As opposed to the military or church leadership. Civil rights are things that every person of the community has the right to. Absolutely. This term is not discussing human rights, which are things each human on earth is entitled to, which without the need to be a member of a community. Interesting. Did hippies write this? What's going on? <clears throat> Civil can also mean to be polite or courteous. Exactly. Um... Some examples. The veteran pop star was due to be handed the keys of Albufera. What is that from? Like Raiders of the Lost Ark or Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? Isn't that where it was? Narnia? Okay. The city's highest civic honor, but decided over the weekend that he should pull out of today's ceremony. Okay. In short, the civic narrative is the nation's case to its citizens what, what the fuck is this i don't what am i getting into now all right enough of that yes yeah, so i i said i did i said i said civil instead of civic my bad um you know shit happens and you're recording a podcast you're like well, fuck you know sometimes not everything comes out the way you want what is this thing two civil rights organizations filed a a joint brief. <laughs> that sounds funny. A joint brief in federal court supporting a challenge to Alaska's same-sex marriage ban. Oh. Well, why would you care if Eskimos are getting married? I don't. I mean, you know, it's cold and shit. Got to sleep with somebody. You know. <laughs> All right. Anyways, that was okay. So that was that. Moving on, moving on, moving on. Um, virtual learning update. I don't think I really have much to update on. I just want to give a shout out to all the teachers out there who are doing a great job uh, doing the virtual learning. Um, my son having the play date today is a a person from his class, and you know they're both going through the same thing. And I think the teachers doing a great job. So all you teachers out there who are working hard to uh, to do that, it's I. You have the utmost patience. Oh, here's one thing. Here's one thing from last episode. Somebody, um, well, no, this was not last episode, but this is one thing I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about last episode. I did not get a chance to. So a lot of people have been posting a video. Um, the comic Sarah Silverman posted it, and that's when I saw it. But it's a it's a guy who is, um, he's on the video, and he's like, you want my gun? You're going to have to come and pry it out of my cold, dead hands. Yeah. All right. So, listen, all you people out there who think that Joe Biden or, any, or anybody else, any politician can just single-handedly come and take your guns, you're being lied to or you're just fucking stupid. Uh, 
because okay, this is how gun. All right, so the right to bear arms is under the Second Amendment, right? To overturn an amendment to the Constitution takes a two-thirds majority Congress congressional vote, okay? And then it has to be voted on and ratified by three-quarters, three-quarters of the states, you know, in the United States. So three-quarters of them. So for somebody to sit there and go, oh, you know, people like Trump want to sit there and go, oh, they're going to take your guns. No, they're not. They just want a little more reform on it. Make it a little harder for crazy fuck faces to get their hands on them. That's it. You know, no, no nut jobs. Just saying. So don't sit there and believe the the hype and the bullshit that somebody's gonna come and they're gonna take your your gun out of your out of your cold dead hands. Which I don't know. Watching that video, I was always like, I'd like to shoot. Can I pay fifty thousand dollars to shoot this guy? Ugh. Take it out of my cold dead hands. All right. Stupid. Uh, oh, this is what it was. Yeah, this. so I wanted to talk about that in the last episode. I did not get, get a chance to. Um, <laughs> then I also had a comment from somebody. Ooh, got to go hot on that one. I also had a comment from somebody that said that uh, I've been talking about politics and some religious stuff. No, well, not politics and religion, but just some po- political stuff. And they were saying how they actually really like um, listening to the show because I don't talk about things like politics and religion. And you will hardly ever, ever hear me talk about religion because that's just deeply, you know, I'm not doing that. Now, when it comes to politics, yeah, I I get a little infuriated sometimes. So it's going to come out on the show. And it's my show. So I'm sorry. You don't like it? Then, uh, you know, then then turn the show off. I don't care. I don't care. I do think I did have somebody say that they are never listening to the show again because I was making fun of our president, if you can call him that. And I was making fun of him and he said, well, I'm never listening to your show ever again. Good. I, you know what? I'd rather have people that want to listen and have an open mind about things and also can come to a general consensus on what's bullshit and what's not. And that's basically the aim of my show is to do that. So, um, but yeah, you'll never hear me talk about religion. I don't think hardly ever. I mean, I, I'm not. I don't go to church, you know. And I don't think my only comment about religion would be that if you sit there and, and look down on somebody who doesn't go to church every Sunday, well, then you're just being an asshole. Because I don't think you have to go to a church or a synagogue or any, or a temple or anything like that in order to worship whatever you want to worship. And I feel like there is total freedom to worship whoever you want. Worship whoever you want. I don't care. You know, just don't pay $60,000 to go shoot an elephant. And other than that, we'll get along fine. And most political stuff I don't care about. But now this is the thing. When I worked in bars, when I hung out in bars, I I'd never I never talked religion or politics. That's one of the worst things to talk about in a bar. You know what I mean? Because that's never going to end well. It's never going to end well. It's always going to be, you know, Somebody's going to get bad. They're going to throw something and then it's fucking melee. So now I, I, I have, I have, uh, you know, I've talked about politics in the past a little bit here and there. Um, but that's, you know, like I said, it's my show. So, uh, one political thing I do want to talk about. 
was, uh, and I talked about last episode about the passing of RBG. Um, I, like I said, that was a sad thing. And then Trump and the Republicans are being complete hypocrites. And, uh, back in the day, uh, which was a Wednesday back in the day when, um, Obama was trying to nominate somebody to the Supreme court, Mitch McConnell's like, we, we, we shall not, uh, we shall not, uh, have a, uh, how many times does the guy say, uh, it's like, sometimes he gets like, uh, 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 I just want to go in and like tap him on the head. They're like, Bloop, you know, like, uh, we should not have a nomination to the Supreme court in the, in an election, y'all fucking turtle head. Okay. So that's fine. But now, and then you had Lindsey Graham, all these other people who were like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do this. Lindsey Graham even said, you can use me, your words against me. You can use my word, my word. I'm sorry. You can use my words against me, but I'm not. No, there's nobody that should be Supreme Court nominees that should be allowed on Supreme Court in an election year. And yet, the last time with Obama, that was 10 months. 10 months. This is 40 days before the election he's trying to ram this uh, nominee into. Which, that's the thing. Obama didn't even get to nominate somebody for the court. Uh, Trump did. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Fucking hypocrite, moron. And that's my problem with it. And that's the thing. You know, some of you people out there, I don't know if they're listening now, but some people in the world, and I I don't know if everybody's like that, but there's some people in the world where uh, I'm actually um, still friends with you on Facebook and Twitter because I just want to see how stupid you're getting. (laughs) Really, I just want to see how stupid you're going to get. I really do. Because you people are sitting, like somebody posted, like, well, if if Obama could nominate um, uh, somebody for the Supreme Court, why can't Trump? Because you don't, I just explained it. So, people, fuck off. I did think it was um, funny, though, that uh, Trump, of course, for his photo op with uh, with RBG, Went to the went to pay his respects, and he got booed. <laughs> oh boy, he looked he looked confused. I know he was wearing a mask, but I wonder. I just wonder what the facial expression was underneath this mask, where he's he's literally getting booed. And people are like, oh, you know. <laughs> yep, yep. Like he was just standing up there. Melania is like, I don't understand why we are here. I don't know who this person was. I like to make plant flowers in Rose Garden that die. <clears throat> oh, just saw my wife go by. Ah, the pizza's here. Really? Already? I told her I was coming here to record. It's like, uh, what time is it? It's football Sunday. It's uh, 2.56, almost 3 o'clock. I told her I was coming here to record. And... Uh, she was ordering some some pizzas because uh, for our, our company that we have over. I know. And you're probably like, you have company over? Yes, we do. But it's uh, our son's classmate who has also been home in uh, virtual learning. And then her mother. That's right. It's a girl. And um, the classmate. Not the mom, obviously. But um, they've been, you know, at home, too. So. We feel pretty safe about it, and it's good for the kid to get socialized. That's a, one of the biggest things 
that's been about all this virtual learning stuff is just the lack of socialization going on with the kids. It's just, it's gotta be rough. And we've definitely seen it in the kid, our kid. And I definitely think that there's a lot of parents out there who are also having to deal with that. And so we're like, yeah, it's a Sunday. What are you doing? And, you know, and uh, Liz and, and our son's classmates, mom, we're, we're talking back and forth. And like, let's do a play. Date. It was a play date thing. And, um, so she, they were like, well, what are you doing? And, Liz looked at me at one point the other day when they were talking about setting us up for t- today and said, well, what are, what are our plans on Sunday? And I just looked at her like, seriously, <laughs> it's Sunday. It's football. Sunday is football. It's a Sunday in September. What do you expect? <clears throat> so, but I am recording the podcast, not watching football right now because I got to get this out there. But uh, anyways, back to what I was talking about. So yeah, Trump's sitting up there by the casket. <laughs> that was a long way around, wasn't it? It's Trump sitting up there by the casket. <clears throat> and he's just standing. He just I didn't even do anything. He just stood there by the casket. And people are booing him and everything. And it just, you know, you could just tell that he just wanted to, you know, his cotton candy hair is just, you know, blowing in the breeze. And he's just like, I just, I don't know. He looked confused, though. He looked confused. Like, he didn't know why he was there. Just thinking. I just imagined him being like, I just want to express... My condolences to the families of RG3. She was a great quarterback for the Redskins back a few years ago. But, you know, it's sad. It's a sad story because, you know, sometimes a bad knee injury can totally change the course of a career. Wait, what What was that? That's that's not who this is? Oh, um, okay. Uh, I'm just going to stand here. A lot of people boo me. And then we're going to leave. Take my picture. Take my picture. <laughs> Like, he just looked confused. RG3. I wonder if he... I don't know. Yeah. What have I covered? Where am I at? I'm not doing a long episode today. <laughs> and then I talk and I talk and I talk. No, I'm not. Because I got I got uh, wings and stuff waiting. So... Uh, religion, politics, Trump, Trump. Alright, so this is a new segment I'm doing on the show now. Because I'm sitting there going, God, what do I... You know, I, I, I do my research on the show for the show. Uh, where I, you know, I'm, I'm looking up things that I want to talk about and I just write them down and it's a lot of internet time and everything. But one of the things I thought about the other night, I was like, why don't I just do, because a lot of you who've, who've are listening, who are new listeners or whatever are saying like, you know, they've, you've never heard, heard me, seen me do stand up back in the, from back in the day, but yes, I used to be a stand up comedian. And I used to tour around the country, Canada, California. I, I went all over the place. <clears throat> Live in Virginia. But um, so this is a new segment that I want to do called Bits I Used to Do. That's right. Bits that I used to do. <clears throat> and this uh, episode, this episode's bit is going to be, I'm not going to do these on every episode, just on some. But I'm doing on this one. I feel like I need like an echo there, like bits I used to do, you know, like a you know, like a little little echo there. But um, yeah. So this one is called. So I used to do note sheets, and uh, well, I don't, I don't want to give it away. So I used to use note sheets, and I would have just little words, and they would just lead me into the bit. And um, I don't want to, yeah. <clears throat> so this is how the bit goes. I hope you enjoy. 
feel like I'm playing at an open mic night, just playing guitar. This is my song about. Uh, hope you enjoy. So I used to wait tables a long time ago, right? And I remember waiting tables. One time, I went up to this table of four women. And I said, is everything okay here for you ladies? And one of the women looked at me. She was like, we're not old. Don't call us ladies. I said, not a problem. Next time I went back to their table, I said, all right, which one of you stupid little bitches wants dessert? Yeah, so I no longer worked at Ruby Tuesday. Yeah. What's that place was ridiculous anyways? Yeah. We have a garden bar. It's a salad bar. It's a garden bar. It's a salad bar. We have a garden. There's cottage cheese on it. If you're growing cottage cheese in a garden, you got some really weird shit going on. Okay? Yeah. Who grows cubed ham? Nobody. Okay? That's what I'm saying. And that has been another episode of Bits I Used to Do. <laughs> oh, I miss doing that bit. That was fun. I miss doing stand-up in general. I really do. It's not like you can do it right now. It's kind of crazy because I was really kind of getting back in and like thinking like, I need to get back out there, start doing some stand-up, telling some jokes, and then all this crazy shit happened. I'm like, no, oh, never mind. <clears throat> it was like the forces of nature were telling me no. You get back in your basement, you dumbass, and do your piddly podcast. Silly silliness. So, all right. And then... <laughs> <clears throat> Stupid trees. I also... Uh, are you having fun, people? Are you having fun? All right, with 21. All right, I, I, I am. I'm going to tell this story real quick, and then I'm going to get out of here because like, I, I I'm very hungry. There's football on. I got... I got buffalo wings waiting for me. I think I got a Philly cheesesteak. You know, living the good life. And, you know, <laughs> no. <clears throat> yeah, so this is the story. I just didn't take my glasses off. No. This is the story of the time that I got to perform stand-up at a nudist colony. That's right, people. Sometimes you got to go where the money go is, you know? Whatever. <laughs> oh boy yeah so <clears throat> let's set this up it was 2010 yeah 2010 and I had been doing a lot of work for the Virginia Beach Funny Bone Rick Bruner down there great guy if you ever hear this great guy miss you man uh, I had gotten in tight with him and so he called me up one day and, you know, and so they did, you know, in-club stuff. Obviously, I was doing a lot of that. But then they also did stuff at remote locations, um, I guess you would call them. I don't know. And so he called me up one day. And, of course, it, you know, my phone, it pops up, and it says it's it's Rick. And uh, he, he goes, he's like, hey, John, what's going on? I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm half asleep. I don't even know, you know, at 2 in the afternoon. But uh, <laughs> um, But that's when I worked late nights a lot, so, you know. Anyway, so he says, "Hey, I, I got a gig for you if you're interested. And I'm like, well, of course. What's going on? He goes, well, what are you doing in such and such date? And it was like two months out. And I said, I don't think I'm doing anything that date. He goes, yeah, it's a headlining gig. I'm like, sweet. Yeah. And uh, so he goes, yeah. He goes, um, pays $250. I'm like, awesome. All right. Definitely could use the money. He goes, yeah, he goes, you'll be working with Corey Marshall. Uh, Corey's awesome. 
And he's like, you guys, will be, he'll be the feature. You'll be the headliner. And uh, pays $250. I'm like, awesome. Okay. So uh, what's the details? He goes, well, it's at this place about an hour and some change away from Richmond. And they called us up. They wanted to, to book some shows on the weekends. Um, it's a resort. And I go, oh, okay. A resort. Where? What? He goes, yeah, it's a resort. And I go, uh, what kind of resort is in this area? Basically, it's part of Virginia. You're like, there's no. Res- why would there be a resort there? And uh, he goes, yeah. He goes, it's a, it's a nudist colony. <laughs> and I'm like, it's a who what? He goes, yeah, yeah. They have a, they have shows on Saturdays for like a month, and uh, you're gonna be like the last one of them. And uh, but yeah, I said, so wait, this is a nudist colony, so people are completely naked, like walking around. He goes, yep. Like interesting, um, so naked men and women, huh? He goes, "Yep." And I go, "All right, how much does that pay again?" So, <laughs> so I booked it, and uh, I had Corey. Corey was coming basically right past my house, driving there. So I said, "Hey, can you just pick me up and you drive? I'll throw you some money for gas, and we'll go there." So we go down, and it's off of four sixty down in like south uh, east of Virginia. And we go, and we get there, and we pull up. Now, this is winter time, okay, people? This is winter. This is winter time. Not that cold, but definitely cold. And we pull up to the front gate, and there's a big sign that says, Whitetail Resort, a family nudist community. <laughs> That's what the sign said. They had this big, huge gate, big rolling gate in front of the place uh, right there. And Corey, I think he said he said it best. He just he's driving, but he we pull up to the front. There's like a little call box there, and he said it best. He goes, he looks over at me, he goes, "Dude, it's Jurassic Park." <laughs> like the only thing missing off the top of this gate were the torches, you know, like the the tor- like the thing. You know what I'm talking about? I didn't quite open the same way, but it was still it's just this big wall, which I guess you know you got a bunch of naked people running around. They, that's, you need a wall, right? Either they get out or people get in, whatever. So, so we go, and he there's like just a call button. He's like, Bloop. you know, he pushes the button. Some lady comes on, like, uh, "Welcome to Whitetail Resort. How can I help you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we're the we're the comedians for tonight." And um, <laughs> the lady goes, "Okay, all right, no problem." And there's a camera there, and she can see. We're like, "Hi," and uh, so the gate opens. She's like, all right, drive in, go to this building, don't go anywhere else. All right. So we drive in, we go to this building. This lady comes out. She's like fully dressed. We're like, ah, this is a bummer, right? <laughs> but no, she she comes out. She's like, okay, here's what you need to do. You need to go over to this building over here, go inside and uh, find Terry. And uh, Terry is in there. He's running the show. And, uh, you know, look for him. And he'll tell you uh, what to do. Like, all right. So we go over to the building. We get out. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. What kind of a... F-? Like, we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into. Like, we had no idea. We didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we're just like, all right, let's do this. We're getting paid, right? And we go in, into this place. And it was just, it was like a, it was like a civic center. Uh, like a, you know, civic, hey. <laughs> no, but it was like a community center. It was like, that's how it was. It had like a little... Uh, cafeteria area had some hallways <clears throat> and uh, went to this one room and it was this big kind of like auditorium they had a stage 
like an actual stage, like, you know, they had sound equipment, all that stuff like that. And we look over and uh, there's this dude standing up in like a little control booth, little DJ booth area over. And he's wearing a white hat and you can tell he didn't have a shirt on. And uh, and then uh, Corey and I just stood there for a second and he was just, he was messing with the controls and everything. And Corey goes, do you think that's Terry? I sure hope so. And uh, so, because we've been walking around this place for like 10 minutes, not knowing where to go and hadn't seen anybody at all. So we're like, this is strange. But well, well, I take that back. We did see some people coming in on a golf cart that they had like winterized and they were like, oh, hey. And we were like, hey. And I told this one lady, I said, she said, uh, what are you guys here for? I said, we're the comedians. She's like, oh, great. I can't wait to see. She's wearing a bathrobe. That's all she's wearing. But they go inside, they disappear. So we haven't seen anybody in this building. And this guy, Terry, comes. he's like, hey, he's wearing a white Nautica hat. <clears throat> and he sees us and he goes, oh, hey. And he like raises his hand I'm like, oh, Jesus. Corey says, you think he's naked? And I said, I, he, we're about to find out, right? So he comes out from behind the, the DJ booth control thing, comes walking down. And he was naked. He had on socks and a hat. And he comes walking out and... uh he comes over. He's like, "Hey, I'm Terry." I'm like, I'm, "I'm John. This is Corey. We're your comics for this evening." He's like, "Great." And the guy was naked, but he was like Peter Griffin naked, where you know, because he was just the like you couldn't see anything because he was just you know, the <laughs> the belly was covering all the uh, all the stuff, the kibbles and bits. <clears throat> so we're like, "All right, well, um, yeah." Well, he's like, "All right, well, the stage is there." Uh, here's a, and I'm looking around. There's all these chairs with towels on them. All these chairs with towels on them. And I'm like, interesting. <clears throat> so we're sitting there, and uh, comics do what do what they do. They go to a show, wherever it might be, at a club or you know a, a one nighter. They go to the back. They sit at a table. They go over their notes, looking at what they want to talk about, blah blah blah. And uh, so we're sitting there, and. <laughs> So I'm sitting there and the, the people start coming in. So I, I, and I, at one point I went up and Terry was, once he was back behind the DJ booth and I went up and I said, Hey Terry, what's the, uh, what's up with all the towels? He said, Oh, well they're required. I'm like, obviously. And then he said, but that's how people mark their seats for the show. They come and they put their towel on and then, you know, what the seat's taken. I'm like, seat's taken. And, um, so we're sitting there like, all right. So the people start coming in for the show. Men and women come walking in. And they just they were all wearing robes or some sort of a something because, like I said, it was cold out. And this place has, well, I guess they're trailers, but they're kind of trailers like mobile homes that aren't going anywhere type thing. They also have tents you can get, but they also have like a hotel. So I don't know. But these people start walking in. And it's named Whitetail Resort for a good reason. Uh, because it was just, it was just a bunch of white naked people. They just came walking in, all walking in, and they were just taking off their stuff, and it was crazy. So the woman that we had seen walking in before comes walking up to the table. Corey and I are looking at our notebooks, trying to figure out what we're going to tell as jokes. And the woman comes in, and she's very nice. She 
she's talking to us and she's like well i can't wait to see the show you know where are y'all from like well we're from richmond oh i live in richmond great and uh she's like yeah my husband and, I, and then she goes does anybody want any moonshine because it's the show was byob and i said i'll have some and she's like uh do you want any Corey? and he said no i'm driving i, I can't okay so she walks away and then she comes back and she'd lost her rope. So she gave me some moonshine. She she was wearing socks. And uh yeah. <laughs> so she comes she gives me the moonshine. I'm like, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So then a few minutes later, now this other guy comes over. This guy comes over. And he's he's wearing socks. Um very prevalent thing, I guess, when you're cold out you know floor gets cold and he comes over and he's just standing in front of the table his junk is pretty much resting on the fold out table that he, he's just standing like comedians huh yeah yeah comedians yeah uh-huh yeah Co- comedy's fun comedy's fun I'm like yeah Corey and i are like don't look don't look don't look <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird so Corey goes on stage. He's doing a great job. He's a very funny comedian and he's doing a good job. And this is how self-conscious I am. Cause all right. So I'd worn my comedy shirt, but then underneath it, I'd worn this like long sleeve, long sleeve, long sleeve. Um, uh, like, I don't know, like, like thermal underwear type shirt, like underneath it. It was pretty hot in that place. And I would understand cause everybody's naked. And so we're, we're sitting there. And I'm like, all right. And this is how self-conscious I am. I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm, I got to take this thing off uh, underneath. So I'm like, all right, where's the, I'm going to go to the bathroom. I'm literally standing in the back of a room full of naked people. <laughs> and my self-conscious person that I am, it's like, all right, I'm going to go to the bathroom and change my, you know, because I had to take the comedy shirt off, take my thermal underwear shirt off, put, I had an extra T-shirt. I was going to put that on. So basically I'd be shirtless for a few minutes. <laughs> And they put my comedy shirt back on, and I couldn't I couldn't do it in a room full of naked people. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, I don't know. Psych, psychoanalyze that. So Corey's up there killing it, and uh, I go to the I go to go to the bathroom, and this you had to be okay. So it's a family newest colony, whatever. But uh, this young woman comes out. She's nineteen or twenty by my by my uh, estimate of the time. And uh, she comes out and of the bed. She's walking down the hallway. And she's wearing socks. Yep. Yep. <laughs> she's wearing socks. Oh, and she had glasses on. So she wasn't fully nude. And she just walks right up to me. And she's like, I'm walking. And I'm like, Jesus, what? Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So she walks right. She goes, oh, my God. You're John D. Miller. I saw your picture on the poster in the bathroom. I said, there's a poster of me in the bathroom. She said, yeah. And I said, great. And she said, I can't wait to see your show. I love stand-up comedy. I'm like, that's awesome. That's really nice. Thank you very much. She goes, I hope you're funny. I'm like, yes. I'm going to try. And so she she was like, yeah. Yeah, it was... I don't know. I I guess when you look like she did does who knows but 
I don't know. Yeah, so I I, I went to the bathroom and changed my sh- shirt <laughs> rather than do it in the back of a room with a bunch of naked people. That was crazy. It was funny. It was a fun time, though. It was just kind of weird. I mean, the people were trying to, at one point, they're like, oh, you got to get naked, too. And I'm like, fuck you. No. And because uh, it's one thing if you're naked sitting on a, in this audience. It's one thing if you're naked on a stage. That's a whole other story, right? <laughs> Better be throwing some money, right? Um, but it was funny. At one point, it was BYOB, and I, I, they'd given us some water and stuff like that and a couple of shots. I had a beer somebody gave me, and I was like, I'm really thirsty. Can I get a beer from anybody? And this guy wearing a Bud Light T-shirt and no pants got up. He had on socks. Got up and... <laughs> Gave me a beer, and I was like, yeah, that's the first time a guy with a shirt and no pants on has ever given me a beer. And then I had to be like, that's not true. All right, you know. I didn't go to college, away college, but I did visit a lot of my friends at away college. And I've seen some shit, people. So, But it was a good time. They were trying to get us to stay. And uh, I think Corey had a fun thing. I don't think he'd ever seen so many naked white women in all of his life. <laughs> It was crazy. Like, we're like we we left, and we're like driving home, and we're just kind of driving along. And there was a good like ten minute silence between me and Corey after we left, and uh, we sat there and we were like, "Can you believe what just happened?" He goes, "Yeah, I I can't believe people like that exist." I was like, "I know." I said it was weird. It was kind of like thinking like this would be great, or this could be it could be one of the worst experiences ever. But there are people, this is the thing. I'm walking around their little uh, civic area, civil, whatever, the community center thing type thing. And they had um, pictures from other events that they'd put up. Like, And there's people in the picture. They're naked. They're just, you know, news colony. And But they had events of other things that had happened. They had a pirate night. <laughs> they had square dancing. Woo, that's a little hopping around. I don't know if I, you want to see all that. The f- one that was funny, I thought was funny, funniest, was uh, they had a Halloween costume. <laughs> they had a Halloween costume night. I just think it's funny because, you know, you'd be sitting there and you're everybody's walking around talking and whatever. <laughs> and you're like, Jim, is that you? Oh, wait, I can. Uh, that's definitely you, Jim. That's definitely you. <laughs> Oh, there was one guy after the show went to the bathroom and he came in. This big hulky dude, you know, he's naked. He's wearing socks, and uh, he's standing there peeing. He's like, "Hey, you're really funny, man. You're really funny." I said, "Thank you very much." He goes, "Yeah." He's like, "I always thought about being a comedian. It's probably better than what I do now." And I said, "What do you do now?" And he goes, "I'm a prison guard." <laughs> you're a prison. Yeah, you're probably not naked at that job. All right. I mean, I understand prison guard. That's got to be a tough job. You know, every once in a while, I got to go get naked, blow off some steam, right? Uh, it was funny. That was one of the weirdest. That was probably one of the weirdest things I ever did when I did stand-up was performing in a nudist colony. So, like I said, Whitetail Resort, look them up. They're, they exist. <clears throat> so, I don't know. But I, I actually looked them up again the other day just to see. And it says they're open. So, I don't know how this whole, with the whole pandemic thing, I guess you, you know, you're social distant seeing naked so which I feel like I would do that anyways before all this stuff happened. like even if I was naked I'd be like get, get, stay six feet away please thank you so, 
<sighs> Funny times. So, yep. And that's called another, that's another tale from the road. Tales from the road. Tales from the road. Making people tales. All right. I got to get out of here. I got wings and shit to go eat. Not, well, you know, wings and stuff. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're good. We're at 40 minutes. So thank you for tuning in to the John D podcast here at the Lizard Mill Arts and Craft Studios. Check her out on Facebook, please. And, and also she has an Etsy page uh, as well. Um, I hope you enjoyed episode number 18, DHA Ocho of the John D podcast. As always, if uh, like, subscribe, download, please. If, if You don't do all that, but just hey, tell a friend. If you enjoy listening to the podcast, say, hey, you're looking for a good podcast to listen to. Uh, you know, tell them to check out mine. I would I'd really appreciate that. There are ways to support the podcast through listener uh, support buttons. Um, if you want to throw me a buck or two, that'd be great. However, as I always say, if it comes down to me or a charity, give it to the charity. Feeding America, very important right now. A lot of people, families are struggling to get food on the table. As I talk about going to eat wings and I feel guilty, but hey, th- these people need help. You can help them. No kids hungry. As I always say, you know, a lot of these kids are at home, virtual schooling, and a lot of kids all across the country, their best meals of the day, as I have personally seen, their best meals of the day uh, come from school. And um, so let's make sure that these kids are getting good meals every day, even if it's the weekends. So no kid hungry. Let's do that. Wounded Warrior Project. Go to woundedwarrior.org. You can donate to them as well because, you know, this is for our service members who have gone to serve our country and have come back and not necessarily been physically injured. They've also been maybe had some mental issues or they just need emotional support. Not all injuries are external. Some are internal. So, but these people need physical or mental or emotional support and they need it especially right now. So go to woundedwarriorproject.org and make sure you donate to them. Check them out. They could definitely use the help. And we want to say thank you to all of our service members who have served our country and done such a great job and uh, sacrificed a lot. Okay, that's it. I'm going to eat wings and stuff like that. I'm going to watch football. Hopefully my Cowboys win. They're not going to. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be interesting. Also, I got to check to see if the, uh, the Washington football team is how they're doing. I don't I don't watch. I mean, I'm not a fan, but it's football. All right. I got to go. Thank you for listening to episode number 18 of the John D. Podcast. I've been your host, John D. Miller. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon. All right. See you.